You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye. Vintage Andre Russell on display tonight as Eden Gardens was treated to some big, big sixes in a match-winning performance by him against Punjab, who posted 179 for seven with a 50 from Shikhar Dhawan, and Russell smashed 42 of 23 to help the team win the match with Rinku Singh hitting a boundary off the last ball, a five-wicket win that helps Kolkata collect. Two very vital points and stay in the race for the playoffs. With me is Ayaz Memon. Ayaz, I mean that is how you fight for two points, right? Oh, absolutely. And so, and this was a superb contest. Uh, even for Punjab playing away from home in Kolkata, not easy against a team which is you know packed with spinners and high quality spinners to make 179. I thought well, it was a very challenging score. And I think somewhere what Punjab lacked was another another quality spinner. Uh, apart from Rahul Chahar, Rahul Chahar bowled quite superbly, but there was very little support for him. And on this kind of a pitch, there was not much that the, the the fast bowlers could do, and they all went for plenty, as we know. Okay, I'm just going to take you all through the scores. This one's going to be a little long. Dhawan uh, won the toss and elected to bat first at the Eden Gardens, and the skipper scored a handy half century, his third this season, but one that came off 41 deliveries as the team got. Uh, to 15 overs at 124 for five, Harpreet Bhar and Shahrukh Khan then smashed a few fours and a uh, few fours and sixes at the end. As Vaibhav Arora's 19th over went for 15 and Harshit Rana's 20th went for 21 runs to help Punjab post 179 for seven. Varun Chakravarti picked three for 26 in his four overs. Jason Roy and Ramanulla Gurbaz. Scored 38 for the first wicket before Nathan Ellis sent back the Afghan batter on 15. Jason Roy scored a handy 38 himself before getting out to Harpreet Bhar. Skipper Nitish Rana and Venkatesh Iyer then collaborated for 51 for the third wicket. Nitish too fell in the 16th over after making 51, and then it was Rinku Singh and Andre Russell, and the equation was 56 needed from 29 deliveries. Nathan Ellis went for 15 runs in the 17th over, and it was then 36 needed from 18 balls. Ashdeep went for ten, but Sam Curran was then hit for three straight sixes by Andre Russell, and then it was down to six needed from six deliveries. Ashdeep Singh was given the ball for the final over, and eventually two were needed from two when Russell got run out. Then two were needed off the last ball, and Rinku Singh was at the crease, and of course he had to complete the win, hit a four, and Kolkata uh, seal their fifth win of the season. Uh, as always, Ayaz, I'm going to start by asking. You who your player of this game was? Well, there's so many to choose from. You know, there's Andre Russell who you've spoken about, and then there is a uh, Nitish Rana with a half century, and as always, I think very uh, significant role he plays as the captain. And then there's Varun Chakravarti, and I would go with Varun because three wickets for 26 runs. He he was so effective in ensuring that you know Punjab don't get to a very big score. Of course, remember Punjab did very well to reach 179. uh but i think that varun chakravarti and this is happening varun has been so so good despite not getting too much assistance from sunil narayan from the other end sunil narayan still not getting the wickets that one knows knows him to get so it's been almost like you know he's the leading exponent now varun chakravarti for his team unlike many years before earlier when it would be sunil narayan 
That's true. Let's just talk about Andre Russell. We've spoken about him quite a lot this season, but then it's always been about, you know, maybe his underperformance. I've asked you about Kolkata's decision to retain him in the past as well. But then this is exactly why you retain a man like him, right? I mean, he wins you the games. Might be a little late in the season, but they still have three matches to go. And I'll discuss a little later how tight the points table is. So, I mean, if he's come into form this time and he can replicate this performance a couple more times, I mean, that's all they need from him. Oh, absolutely. I think he's coming, if he's, if he's hit form, he's done it at the right time. Uh, because in this mode, with this kind of, a, you know, the rhythm that he's got into now, in fact, it's, a, you know, he's, he was striking the ball brutally today. Some of the sixes which he hit of Kevin, uh, Sam Curran were, yeah, were, was just breathtaking. And if he's going to be batting in this mode uh, and under Russell, then I think a lot of teams and the fast bowlers and spinners will be quaking in their boots. I know we're talking so much about Andre Russell, uh, you know, because of the match today. But we have to talk about Rinku Singh. He has done this for Kolkata in the past at the Eden Gardens. But imagine the last ball, you I mean, you have to face the last delivery. You've watched an amazing batter try to finish off the innings from the other end. And suddenly you're the man at the crease needing two runs off the last ball. And you have, I mean, he has the temperament to just manage that four and yeah. get Kolkata past the finish line. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's just oozing with confidence, isn't he? And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a young young player. Obviously, he's not like uh, Andre Russell with seasons and seasons behind him. But he's very uh, he's a very perky batsman. And uh, as the season this season has uh, gone from match to match to match, I can, you know, one can sense that Rinku Singh is gaining more and more in confidence because now the spotlight is on him. This is the testing ground for somebody like Rinku Singh. Now that everybody knows what he's capable of doing, they want or expect more of the same from him, if not bigger and better things. So now pressure will be on Rinku Singh. But what he's shown today is that he doesn't seem to be too faced by the pressure, at least so far. <laughs> well, they just have a few more matches left, so let's just hope he continues like this. Let's also talk about Nitesh Rana. I mean, when Shreya Sayer was injured at the se- uh, start of the season, I don't know if everybody would have thought of Nitesh Rana as the automatic captaincy pick that Kolkata would go for, but it's a decision that's worked well for them. You know, in the convers- and in the interviews that we watch and just the interactions Nitesh has, he seems to be, you know, know how to glue the team together. Um, and he just stepped up, marshalling the troops. I mean, he's made vital contributions. The 50 today as well was extremely vital in this chase, even though it was finished by the big stars. But then, you know, Nitish's 50 was the big link in the middle. It was. And it was a very well-made 50. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, got, I was a little disappointed in the manner in which he got out. Uh, because to play such a high-risk shot at that particular point in time or that stage of the match wasn't necessary. Because his presence in the middle was... But he's a very canny cricketer. He's a very astute cricketer. He's somebody who's who's very street smart, and I think that he brings all of these virtues to into into the middle when he's there in the, on the park as a batsman, as a captain. Sometimes when he's also bowling, you can make out just how clever he is. So he's one. You know, there are some uh, players, some cricketers who you feel that they are just born to play this game. So Nitish is one of them. He he doesn't look at all tutored. You know, he's whatever he goes out and does there. He seems to do it very naturally. 
Now we have to talk about the points table. This one gets me excited at the end of every game. We have Gujarat at 16 at number 1. Then number 2 is Chennai at 13 points. Lucknow at number 3 with 11 points. And then we have 5 teams at 10 points till 8th in the standings. And of course, there's Hyderabad and Delhi with uh, 8 points each. So this is literally anybody's game. I think teams mostly have 3 matches left apart from Delhi and... Um, sorry, Delhi, Hyderabad, Mumbai and Bangalore. But with... Uh, a maximum of six points at stake. This is an extremely, extremely tight uh, table right now. It is. And, uh, you know, I mean, even Kolkata has moved up to... They are also in the running. Uh, Mumbai Mumbai and uh, Bangalore are going to play, play a match tomorrow. And that's going to be crucial for, for you know... Uh, I mean, it's almost like whoever it's, it breaks that deadlock and wins the match is possibly in the playoffs. It's that important for, for both teams. So, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, Gujarat frontrunners, clearly. Chennai, more, you know, more or less secure, I would say, of a place in the playoffs. Though by no means guaranteed. But then there's a huge tussle between the other four or five teams. And, uh, yeah, I, look, all can't get into the playoffs. So, there's going to be, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, I, I think broken hearts and broken reputations by the time this week and the middle of next week. That's true, and I'll just talk to you about tomorrow's game before we let you go. I ask Mumbai versus Bangalore at the Wankhede. Like you said, it's going to be an extremely important match because these are the two teams who played 10 matches each, um, and both are at 10 points. So, win here takes them to 12 points, and they just go straight to the third point, uh, third position in the standings. And both are coming off defeats, by the way. Yes, they are, and therefore, therefore, it's become even more cru- crucial that you know for, for both teams to win, obviously. Uh, but it's a it's a marquee match. It's a very high-profile game. Mumbai versus Bangalore at the Wankhede. Virat Kohli and Rohit Sharma ranged against each other on you know, in two different teams. I think there's a, there's a lot of action that's you know, being looked forward to. Uh, I I can also almost sense that it's a packed house. Obviously, there are no tickets available. That's something that I found <laughs> out. And I I think we'll, the pattern so far has been. Crackling matches, great heady climaxes like we saw even today. Mm. And then in between, it's interspersed with some one-sided matches, you know, strangely one-sided mm. games. I only hope that we don't see a strange one-sided match, uh, Mumbai versus Bangalore. We, you, you want it to be a real nail-biter. Yeah, the teams though will be hoping for a one-sided match because net run rate will definitely come into play at the end of the league stage. Thank you so much, Ayaz, for taking time out. Thank you, Madhra. Bye-bye. Thanks. That was today's episode of the T20 Podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye. This is a Quint original podcast, executive produced by Shelly Walia and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Menra Dorji Sahani, produced and edited by Pratik Lidhu and Anjali Palord. And a special thanks to our guest Ayaz Memon. Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app. You were listening to The Quinn's Podcast.